Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. Very happy for the whole team to be back. Finally. Uh, for this episode. Perfect. It's been a busy, weird summer so far. Hopefully everybody else's summer has been good. Um, what we're going to talk about today, though, is, you know, it's the midpoint of the year. It's July. Mm -hmm. It's a little past the midpoint, I guess, but it's close enough. And we're, we we thought, you know what? Every At the end of every year, we talk about what are our favorite movies of the year. And we will do that. But it might be nice to have like a little mid-year check-in and say, see, what what has come out so far that are some of our favorites? What are some things that have surprised us, whether good or bad? And sure. just kind of have a little check-in uh, mid-year of 2022. Sound good? Sounds good. Yeah. So... You know, I don't even know where to begin with this one. Let's start with... I was going to say, why don't we start with, like, the overall feeling of this year so far? Yeah, that's I'm looking fair. at my list, and I'm going to be real. I think that this the start of the year has been slow overall. But I think it's hitting the ground running this summer. I think this summer is really picked up. Um, I'm looking at my list, and I've had school and, and sickness and stuff, but I'm not at the level of where I have been normally. I've met maybe 30 movies for the year. And I gotta say, most of them have been pretty unmemorable. They they have been some good ones lately, but overall, I'd say the first half of the year is still not quite where we're used to. Yep. Yeah, and similar on the opposite end of that, but in a similar note, I've uh, I've seen twelve movies this year, uh, and uh, which I feel like is not too bad. That's two a month. Um, I saw There's more all, than the average for sure. I have uh, I saw most in theaters. The only. Um, well, turning red doesn't count. Okay, anyway, so most of, I saw a lot in theaters, um, but it, it's been it's been a tough year to to really get things going. It seems like at points, but that but you know that being said, I think generally I've enjoyed the movies I've seen this year. Uh, I, I'm not uh, not I've not had very many bad experiences. I want to get to my bad experiences, but it can in a way. Yeah, we'll we'll get to those. Um... For me, I think it's been all right, honestly. I'm looking through my list, and I'm not terribly upset by it. Uh, my top three to four movies are movies that I would enthusiastically say I really like a lot and that are very good. Um, so I'm not too upset about how the first half of the year has gone. I will say we're still in a mode where, it, you know, sometimes it feels like a lot of movies come out, but man... Dudes, they're not. Um, the release count this year, uh, theater-wise, I was just checking Box Office Mojo. Uh, only 269 movies have been released so far this year, which is just a little... It was it, That's close to half of what came out of the entirety of last year. Um, only 438 movies came out in 2021, which is quite low from the pre-pandemic 2019, just for measure. Uh, 910 movies came out. Wow. So we are still in a period of time where release-wise, we're not quite back to where we were. So I think that can make it feel like, I don't know, sometimes it can feel like there's too much coming at once. Sometimes it can feel like nothing's coming out. Yeah, and then uh, Box Office Mojo uh, is probably exclusively theater films. I think so. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of streaming. Release too, so. Um, yeah. Or not Netflix, but yeah, streaming releases. So talking about, you know, it sounds like our, our overall 
view of the year is kind of, I would say, middling to positive. Um, no one really was fully negative. So what what would you say, what do we think are some of our positive surprises? Has anything come out that you were like, wow, this was really a lot better than I thought it would be? Andrew, what do you got? What's, what's some of your pleasant surprises this year? So uh, some of my pleasant surprises, I'm looking at my list right here. I've only, I've only got seven movies on this list, but I know I've seen more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One, one movie I would say that was a pleasant surprise was the new scream. Mm. Mm. The new scream. Yeah, that's a good I, answer. I liked the new scream quite a bit. I really liked, I mean, obviously this is probably going to be a, probably going to be a popular one. The Batman. I was very you were surprised, surprised by, by the Batman, huh? And nice. low expectations. It, well, the thing is, is that like Batman has just been so done over and over again. True. And I can't like, since Batman has been so done over and over again, it's kind of hard for me to like say, oh, uh, you know, this will be good. This will be the best one they ever did. This is not the best one they ever did, but it's pretty damn close. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's, it is, it is a very much different Batman movie. Than what we've gotten um, so far in terms of live re- live action releases, so yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah, and that's... I know that one's been controversial. I have some friends who have hated it. Um, you know, uh, David, our graphic designer, who did our logo, he said he walked out. He hated it, hated it, and truly does not like it. And so you know, I know it's been controversial for a lot of people, but he. That's I don't I, know I that it's been controversial it for a lot of people. That's been that's pretty I think, extreme. I think it's just a different type of Batman than what people are used to, and I think that. Because it's been so done, like you said, Andrew, and because it's you have a certain expectation, this is not a Batman that you are expecting. You go into what you're used to. It's not as action-y. It is very slow. It is very dark. Darker than the Dark Knight has been. And, like, those are dark. This is dark. And it's long. And if you're not used to that from a Batman and you're not getting as much action as you're used to, I could see how it would be off-putting. Well, yeah, I disagree, I, but I could see how someone could walk in with that expectation. And be I've, upset. I've, I've definitely uh, seen some takes that um, they don't care for it being sort of early days Batman again, or that Batman and Bruce Wayne don't feel like they have like distinctly different uh, portrayals. You know what I mean? Um, that kind of, you know, when he's Batman all the time, that there is no like, per, there's no Bruce Wayne persona um, and things like that. Personally, you know, that's not really a surprise. I had high hopes for that, and it it, it, it met my high hopes. Um, it's, one, it's still probably my favorite movie of the year. Um, absolutely loved it. I would say a surprise for me because I don't even remember when exactly we got the first trailer, but I feel like it wasn't too long for the movie to come out. A big surprise for me was uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That was yeah. a very fun movie, and... Prior to, I I want to say it came out in, uh, oh, I feel like it came out in like May or April. And I feel like the first trailer wasn't even until March. So it was like completely out of nowhere. I had no idea what to expect. And then the movie itself was just so funny and crazy and, 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 uh, and different, you know, it's just completely different. And, uh, it felt like a, uh, a lot of people make the Roger Rabbit comparisons, and I get it. Um, and it does feel like, a lot of ways, a spiritual successor to 
Who Framed Roger Rabbit just because of the intermingling of the live action and the cartoons and all the commentary about animation that they kind of have in there too. Well, uh, and even the different styles of animation that they have. I mean, in Roger Rabbit, that was a big thing is there was, you know, different types of animation that we've gone through such a renaissance of, of technology for innovation that seeing, you know, even the rescue rangers themselves look different. And like they, they, uh, made it meta. And it was like, I went under like surgery and had this reconstructive, like three, that's really funny. Um, and just how they handled it. And it was, I agree, an unexpected, I'm running surprise. So that's my big surprise of the year. Okay. Did, were there any others that you had that you uh, move on? I, I think from a, from a surprising disappoint, like a surprising. Oh yeah. Hit me with that. Disappointing way. I would say probably for me, uh, Jurassic world dominion, um, still don't necessarily hate the movie. It's just, I was, I, I am dis I was disappointed by it. So that for me, I, and I was ready. I was hyped going into that. Very excited. I hate the word hype. I was very excited to go into that movie and it just, uh, it, it underwhelmed me in general. So, uh, yeah, so I was, that was my surprising from sort of a disappointment standpoint. Any, anything like that for you guys, where there's some movies you were like, Hey, I'm going to go try to see this, uh, 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 lesser celebrated film. And then you go, walk out and go, oh, crap, it was bad. Uh, you know, a guy, I saw a lot of people talk about Spiderhead on Netflix as a movie that people were really enjoying. And, it, and on paper, it seems like one that I would enjoy too. It's got, um, Chris Hemsworth. And Miles Teller, I believe. I'm trying to get the cast here. Miles Teller, Journey Smollett. And it was really under. I mean, it was a generic Netflix movie. It had some potential. Um, there are moments where Chris Hemsworth is really good, but I always feel that about him. Um, but I feel really underwhelmed by it as far as like a movie that had some, it should have been better. Um, Jurassic World, just, I mean, I think if you want to go back and listen to that episode, you can hear me rant about that. I'm not going to waste time. Um, but my biggest surprise so far this year has been the black phone, um, that movie. And I would say as a theme in general, the horror movies that I've seen this year overall have been incredible. And I expect the rest of the horror movies that I have seen to be very entertaining throughout this year. I think we're going to have a lot of strong horror based ones, but the black phone, um, man, it is set at the right time. If you're going to have a serial killer, it's in the mid seventies. Um, Ethan Hawke is super, just absolutely terrifying. And the mask structure that he has throughout the whole thing, it's really well done. And the, the child actors, you know, you could, if you're not expecting them to be fun, they can, they're not like great performers, but they are so freaking good, like as what their characters are and they deliver. And the experience for me was I was by myself in this movie and it had that perfect level of creepy because it's a serial killer, creepy because of some of the twists. And I was by myself and I was like, it was basically very excited because in a horror movie like that, if it's making you feel it, then you can express it. I was able to express it. So it really uh, was a big, another surprise. That's cool. That's cool. I haven't got to see that yet, but I, uh, highly recommend it. I, uh, I, I have become a low level, uh, <laughs> Scott Derrickson fan. He's good. Um, I think, uh, Sinister, uh, which he did and Sinister 2 are actually really good. And then obviously he is probably, I don't know if he's most famous for it, but Dr. Strange is obviously in his repertoire as well. So that's what introduced me to him. Then I go back, I rewatch Sinister and all this stuff. Yeah. He's really good. So I have, a, I have, high, I have, a, I have high hopes for that one. Uh, before I go through mine, just to get us all back on the same page, uh, Andrew, do you have a negative disappointment? 
I am going to have to agree with Ew. David when it comes to uh, when it comes to Jurassic World. I was just, yeah. I felt like that was a bastardization of the genre. <laughs> I think that was like the lowest of the low. I mean, like, like, like Jurassic Park three is higher than Dominion. And that's, that's where I sit with that. I just think it's, it's just incredibly, it's just not good. I hate to say that, but it's not good. And as much as I, I love Jurassic Park, I can't get behind this. No, it's really bad. Yep. And, you know, I'll go ahead and say it. Didn't really care that much for Thor. Mm. I can't touch on that. I yeah, be, that's one of the ones careful, I haven't seen yet. So. Yeah, two of us haven't seen it yet, so don't go into detail. We purposely I'm, did I'm not listen to your that, episode. I'm going to leave that alone. Okay, I'm, leave that alone. I'm, I'm very anxious to learn more, though. Okay. <laughs> too. I, but, I really enjoyed Thor. I was very entertained by it. So there's the okay. Yeah. Okay. spectrum so, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm very like, excited because I haven't really heard a lot of people talking about it one way, shape, or form. So, but well, that's. You're not on. Uh, you're not on the. Same I'm not. I try. Thing, to, right? I try not to pay attention to social media though. So that's that's yeah. a an envious position. Tight. Anyway, Josh, what about you? Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll be honest. On the negative side, I'm looking at my list, and I'm not. Nothing's really sticking out to me because I feel like my expectations kind of match what I got out of the movies. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, Jurassic World wasn't great. But like I don't know that I thought it would be great. Um, you know, continuing with the sequel trend, the secrets of Dumbledore had some issues, but like it still kind of hit with where I thought. So I don't know. Nothing's really been like, oh my god, this has been awful, and I thought it would be good yet. So we'll see if that comes up later. In terms of positive surprises, though, <clears throat> I uh, was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed Elvis. Um, I saw oh, yeah, Elvis yeah, recently. Well. Yes. I'd been seeing the trailer for a long time, and the trailer didn't really hook me because it felt very much like your standard kind of old formulaic musical biopic, and mm -hmm. that just didn't intrigue me. And knowing what little I knew about Elvis going in, I was like, ah, this story sounds like Walk the Line Part 2, and I just don't want to watch that. Uh, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to go see it, see what it's like. And I was very happy with, with the results. It's, it's pretty, I, I can't speak for the accuracy of the movie. Uh, I'm sure that there are parts of it that are made up, um, like with all biopics, but it's not like you're, it's not like rocket man where, you know, it was really fantastical and, and obviously fictionalized in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. but it was told in a more modern way that didn't feel like that old nineties, early aughts biopic. It incorporated it was, modern music, mm -hmm. uh, so it was just a lot, and, and some like cool visual effects were involved. Um, it was just really fun, uh, and I thought I wouldn't, I thought I wouldn't care for it, and I thought it would drag on because it has a very long runtime. But um, honestly, the runtime didn't really bother me too much because there's so much performance element that you just kind of bop along to the music, and then all of a sudden it's been two two hours and forty minutes. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wonder, on, uh, you know, I've always thought that what keeps the biopic genre alive is the, the component of it that is performance. It is like one of the scenarios for in cinema where it's like, hey, we're going to take an actor and we're going to make them 
outperform someone that everybody knows and recognizes and how well can they do it? And that's always the conversation that comes out in, 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 with those types of things. And it's, uh, is, it's a very performative genre where if the, if the impression, for lack of a better word, impression or evocation <laughs> they're going for with the, with the real life person isn't good, it usually gets bad reviews. And if it's really good, then, you know, everything else just needs to hang in line with it. Yeah. I will say that I thought Austin Butler did a very good job as Elvis. Um, and there, you know, I don't want to, I won't speak on any story elements because I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there are moments, um, during performances where they have kind of intermingled it with, with real concert performances of Elvis. And you can see how they're almost indistinguishable at times because in the movie, they recreate like iconic performances. And there are two specifically I can think of where they, flip back and forth between archive footage and it's very fun. So I will say that like so far Austin Butler's Austin Butler's performance as Elvis Presley is my favorite performance of the year. I just remembered a negative thing I could say or a disappointment. What the fuck is Tom Hanks doing in that movie? Oh really? Tell me Andrew do you agree Tom Hanks is the weirdest most out of place part of that movie? Kind of. What is he doing? I, he is he, I, from what from what I've seen, he's really like oh taking uh what's the guy's name Colonel Parker yeah like pushing those like weird things about like if you've ever watched an interview with Colonel Parker, it is kind of that way, but he's really pushing it over the top. So there he is very much pushing it over the top. He has an accent that's indistinguishable. I don't know if that was intentional or not because there is some mystery with the Parker character, but his accent is weird. His makeup is distracting. Uh, so it, Tom it, Hanks in particular, yeah, not my favorite part of the movie, and I usually <laughs> love Tom. So that's like, a good one. It's like, the rever- it's like the reverse effect that he had yeah. going with Mr. Rogers, where he almost yeah. didn't do anything to look like Mr. Rogers and didn't yeah. really do that much to sound like Mr. Rogers. But like here he goes, oh, I'm going all the other direction, makeup, voice. I, I uh, will you know, say... I will say he does do a very good uh, villain in the movie. Uh, I don't think it's a spoiler to say he's fairly villainous at times. Um, he has some fantastical moments, I'm just now remembering, because the story is presented in a way where Colonel Parker is kind of the narrator. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. only happens in like the beginning and like a little bit in the middle. And it's it's odd. It's odd. It, that, but I liked was... it. So for the the beginning part, uh, the beginning part of Elvis, and I know I'm going to get on, I'm going to get on with this, but the thing is, is that like the beginning part of Elvis, Elvis almost lost me for a second because I was thinking like, where the hell is this going? Uh, Is this a movie about Elvis or Colonel Tom Parker? The beginning is a little weird. I agree. Yeah. The beginning is strange. And yes, I agree. That makeup that Tom Hanks was wearing, he looked like Jabba the Hutt that was walking. (laughs) Like... He learned like yeah. a walking job of the hut, you know, that slime ringworm filth. And, <laughs> and, but like, he, I don't know. It, it like, I, the Doja Cat song, I was like, this should not be in here. Were you pulled out by the Doja Cat? Because I liked it because it made it more modern and I didn't feel like it was some crotchety old movie. Kind of. But you like bit. crotchety old movies. I, yeah. <laughs> 
I feel like, like I feel like you you are more of a traditional type of I want my biopic to be a time period piece and like of that person, whereas Josh does not like I, want I'm it a, to be modern possible. I'm a purist, so a, you are a purist. Yeah. You are a purist, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, they have modern yeah. artists do remixes of Elvis songs, and there are yeah. times where they are featured in the soundtrack. It's not like Doja Cat is in the movie performing. It's sure. just part of the background, so there's yeah. that at least. I, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a mix on that. Really, it, it all honestly depends on execution for me because I don't mind a bit of purism, but I love uh, uh, Rocket Man as an example where the movie, yeah, like the genre of that movie is a biopic, yes, but it's also it is like a music. Yeah. Um, so like and it incorporates Elton John's music in a musical format, uh, which I think is a really smart way to do it, and the execution of that movie works so well. Uh, what right, what right. else should we talk about? Should we just move on to like uh, well, what, well, you go ahead, Josh. What do you? Think? Oh, we've kind of talked about our surprises, good and bad. So <laughs> I mean, I feel like the next natural thing is to just kind of talk about what our what our fav what some of our favorites are that we mm -hmm. haven't already mentioned. Um, I feel like the consistent that I got, you know, I, I put out a request on social media asking what people really enjoyed and the overwhelming favorite, and I feel like David, I'm not confident if you've seen it, but. Um, everything, everywhere, all of the time, I feel like has genuinely been all at once. Uh, so many people's favorite movie because it was so unexpectedly weird. It was so unexpectedly good. And I'm, you know, sitting here talking about it now. I love this movie, but I couldn't talk about it because it was, it's not a movie I feel like I can talk about. I just want you to go see it. I just right. want you to go see it and experience it and be okay with the weirdness of it and just really enjoy it because it is a movie that is so good that I just don't know how to talk about it. It's just yeah. good. Yeah, it's one of the ones I haven't seen yet. I have, uh, I mean, it looks great. And I uh, I have, I, I, I plan to watch it. It's on the list with uh, the Northmen and... Um, uh, the bad guys and ambulance and uh, what was the other one I tried to watch the other night? I, um, it, it's on the list of movies that <laughs> came out sort of in April and March that I missed for whatever reason or another. Uh, and but I'm I, Uncharted. That was one of them too that like missed me early on this year. Uh, I'm hoping to get around to them. What did you guys think? Is that like do you think that's one of the one of the the surprise hits of the year? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, it's currently my favorite movie of the year. It's my number one. I see. Uh, I, I and I honestly notion. would be surprised if it gets bumped down by anything at this point. Um, it's just very fun and very uh thought provoking, and it's so funny because at a at this time where in like the blockbuster space we're getting a lot of movies about this concept of the multiverse. The MCU is really digging into the multiverse. DC looks like they're about to do the multiverse if The Flash can ever come out. Um, but this movie also handles the multiverse. And honestly, the, the, the two comic book franchises could, could learn something from this movie. Because they, this is the best multiverse movie uh, you'll probably see. Andrew, I yeah. feel like you can help us understand it a little better from your mindset of a movie. So like, why don't you talk about it from a movie perspective? Oh me, uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't hear my name. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, so, what I have to say is, is that like every everything, everywhere, all at once, is like 
been genres, I believe. It's it's one of the few movies, it's one of the few movies that takes all of these, all of these mixtures of, of genre and puts them together and something enjoyable. That's tough. And for something that also, for something that also like, I would say this, I mean, it's an A24 movie, so you're going to get quality. Um, but the other thing is, is that you have really, really cool special effects, which by the way, there was only five people on the special effects team. And I think that's neat. I think it's just way cool. Uh, the writing is stellar. The, the writing is stellar. The direction is stellar. The performances are great. David, I won't tell you who's in it, but you will be surprised. I know one person who's in it that is kind of a like uh, an actor who hasn't been acting in a long time. It's uh, okay. I will leave you to it. I don't know the guy's yeah. name, but uh, but yeah, um, no, there's. It's really. I, I would. I would honestly say, this is probably one of the best movies of this decade. It's I right there. I. I, I feel I, like I fight that. I feel I like, uh, yeah, it is going to be interesting. I, you know, I do look, I look forward to watching it. Yeah. You have to think deep with this one. I mean, I think that what this movie captures on that the comic book movies don't is that the comic book movies, while they explore the multiverse, they don't do it in a realistic grounded way. And this one does, this one is a very like real people dealing oh. with actual real emotions rather than a supernatural version of a comic book. Thing, which is already well, supernatural in this way. These are I, grounded people going through their own emotions and, and everybody has a, ba- a way to connect with this. Like, I wish I was this person. I wish I was this yeah. version. And this is doing that and connecting yeah. those dots and in a I, realistic way. I feel like the, the issue that the comic book movies face is that they have these pre-established characters that they need to use. Whereas every, uh, uh, everywhere doesn't like there's no baggage coming in there's no storyline to pay off from some previous thing there's no setup that needed to be done it can just in that sense what i would hope is that this movie is to the next layer of comic book films um as kind of the matrix was to the superhero blockbuster genre the matrix was both uh a very thought-provoking film and a blockbuster but Really, when you look at like the core elements of it, that is a superhero movie. Like it is from, you know, it's a hero's journey from beginning to end. And what movies came after that was the early wave of Spider-Man and X-Men and uh, all, all of those. And they are all trying to, to capture that same feeling that The Matrix had. Hopefully we can get there. But yeah, like you're not going to get a fun multiverse movie out of DC right now because they're trying to use it to fix their franchise. And Marvel's using it as sort of like a storytelling device to set up like a big event film, whereas this has nothing to set up. It has nothing to, to, it's not paying off anything, uh, you know, else and it's not setting anything up. So, I mean, it it can exist by itself in its own unique way. Um, and that, you know, that's, I mean, that's the beauty of not being a franchise film, you know, that's why it's one of the reasons Knives Out was really popular. It's one of, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of another movie that sort of stands alone that was really popular recently. Uh, but, you know, any of these A24 films, you know? Yep, yep, yep. And this one has had 
uh, quite a good box office run for the studio. Yes. It's become um, A24's highest grossing film. <clears throat> so they... big hit for them. Yeah. Um, we're kind of winding down now. Um, I'll, we've talked about most of my favorites already. The only other one I will mention is another one that we've already covered, so you can find it at so many sequels.com is Top Gun Maverick, which is the most fun I've had in the movies yep. this year. Um, yeah, that was, a, that just, was just kind pure of fun for me. Yeah, huh? that was a little unexpected for me, not tremendous. Yeah, I think a little I too. Yeah, yeah, I had high hopes, but I don't know that I expected them to nail it quite like they did. So, yay. No, and uh, yeah, I mean, any uh, there's almost nothing more you can say. We did do a full review of it. Yeah, go uh, check it I, out. I will say it is, to my surprise, the number one movie of the year at the box office. Uh, it's brought in $617 million in the United States. Uh, I think $1.2 billion worldwide. It is, uh, yeah. Uh, you got Doctor Strange at number two. You got the Batman at number three, Jurassic World Fork. And the Gentleman's Movie Minions, The Rise of Gru, is sitting at, number, it's sitting at number five, although that might have a tight race here with Thor Love and Thunder as we go, because Thor Love and Thunder is only... Uh, three million behind it uh, at this point this is this is all domestic numbers but um yeah so i mean it's the box office i think is back we've had 10 movies make over 100 million dollars this year we've had uh several movies open to over 100 million uh, i'll say uh, six uh movies open to more than 100 million it's things are looking better um josh i think you're looking at that number two over on uh box off uh, on box office mojo um, compared to 2021, uh, 2022 is just $60 million behind 2021 for the whole year of 2021. So by the Good mid year, we're, we are almost dead even with all of last year. So the movies are, are crawling good. back. They are. And we got a couple more here to finish out the box office season. Uh, I'm looking forward to Nope. I'm looking forward to, yeah, uh, I was going to uh, ask everyone to kind of, if you just name one, maybe two movies oh. left in the year that you're still looking forward to just because we're low on time i'll go with nope what okay. about you garrett amsterdam oh yeah there you go yes. there you go amsterdam and if it does come out this year killers of the flower moon there you oh, go sure. that's a good that's a good pick um i'm really looking forward to i i was trying not to say one you guys have already said but i'm really looking forward to nope um, oh, okay i thought you, were gonna you know what else frame. Oh, I am looking forward to Bullet Train, but... Yeah! Brad Pitt Renaissance, baby. Yeah, Make it happen. Pit, stay tuned, fans. There may be some, some pit action happening soon. Pick a pit, baby. Um, oh, I was going to say one more. Oh, I'm looking forward to Halloween Ends. I'm looking forward to how, oh, they, yeah, wrap yeah, yeah. Up, oh, yeah. how they wrap up this new Halloween <laughs> trilogy I'm excited for. I just forgot about that. Right? Uh, yeah. That's it for me. It's not it. There's other movies, but there's so oh, yeah. many. I think the second half of this year is going to be really good. Um, and I really do think that we're going to be surprised by how many good horror movies are coming out. I hope um, so. At least scary. Cause I, when I went to see the black phone, I saw a lot of previews for a lot of scary movies. And I was like, dang, we are really yeah. in a horror renaissance right now. Uh, oh, I'm and, very excited and, for a lot of them coming out. So, so there's that element. Uh, if you look at December and like the end of November through December, is like stacked movies and i'm not necessarily saying that i'm looking forward to all of them but, but you look at that right. you've got that six week period this holiday they crammed in a ton like, of movies for people i am personally not excited for avatar 2 but the entire movie industry will have its eyes on it oh, yeah. 
people will um, be people will be watching to see how it does. Exactly. Uh, similarly, I'm not that excited about Black Adam, but that's coming out. Then you've got uh, another Shazam movie on top of that, uh, which is like Black Panther buried. two comes Black out. Panther. There's it's going to be a stacked movie. six weeks to end the year. We'll have to figure out how to manage December with our normal Christmas movie routine, right? Double All of a sudden, Avatar is a Christmas movie. Hey, if they can put a Christmas scene in there, I'll take it. <laughs> Listen, the only present that is is if it goes away. And I think it, I don't think it's gonna have any kind. Of, I don't think it's gonna have the lasting power because of all of the movies surrounding it. And because I think people are sick of it. I hope. I think it, it yeah. might be. A, it's gonna be. People it's are gonna, gonna go gonna see be it. Super interesting. But I think it's gonna have more competition because people are more excited about superhero movies, and so I think people will be going to see uh, Black Panther and Shazam and Black Adam and all of those. In addition to that, I think it's gonna be a struggle. Yeah, it's gonna be weird that many big uh, blockbuster movies in such a short amount of time, it will be like, who is going to reign supreme with all this, all these options? It's just not usually the case, you know? Usually there's a handful of big movies around Christmas time, and then there's usually some counter-programming um, for kids and stuff, but this is like, this yeah. is like summer part two in December. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be fun. Um, but I guess that's it. I don't think, I, I think we covered pretty much everything for our mid-year review yeah uh, so be sure to go check out so many sequels.com where you can see a whole list of our previous episodes we've done full reviews of most of the movies we talked about today so sure. if you have any other uh, thoughts on those go check those out and follow us online we're on all the social media platforms i believe there are links to those at so many sequels.com as well and of course patreon go to our patreon page patreon.com slash so many sequels and uh you know Give us a little money. Give us money. Join us Discord and have some conversations about some movies. It's a good time. We want your money. Uh, But we'll see you guys next time.